Hello, everybody. MedEra Nerds bringing you the latest and greatest of the week once again. As always, I'm your host, Rico, and joining me is my co-host, the anime sensei, the diva bomb guru, the tenacious teacher. What is up, Mr. Marcus, or rather, let me be the first to say, que onda, sir? Um, I'm doing good. And like Rico mentioned, like always, it's, well, what we are, every teacher, every teacher in the world is gearing up. Um, or if they haven't already started, but at least gearing up for their first week of school. I have my first week of school tomorrow with my students. This past week, it was just setting up in services, uh, understanding first first day procedure and stuff like that, getting your schedules and understanding what we're going to teach. But I've been teaching English one freshmen already for the last five years or so. I, I've always done a mix of English two and English one. So I'm, I'm, I'm back to doing English one, back to doing freshmen. So uh, right before we got on, I, I was getting in one of those little rhythms, those small little rhythm, nothing too crazy because I had been, you know, fixing my classroom and stuff like that. But just making sure I'm ready and set for tomorrow so I can show up to work and not have to worry about much. So I was just doing that real quick right now. Uh, doing, I just told Rico, oh, let me buy this thing real quick, classroom screen, because it's helped out a lot. So I went ahead and bought that. Um, I actually also went ahead and kind of started already kind of planning and preparing for the week. It, the good thing is, is that my core department head, a good friend of mine, Pacheco does a lot of the, I guess, the stuff I don't like. I don't like icebreakers and stuff like that. I can't stand icebreakers. Uh, I just want to like start teaching. I just want to start getting into my routine and to my rhythm because that's where I feel most comfortable. So the first two days, it's just, you know, building relationships, getting to understand your students and so forth. And that's the part where I kind of just like, oh, but I want to start. I want to start. So he was kind enough to have those on the ready. And I'm already over here having and preparing for extended essay responses <laughs> i'm over here and i told him I, I i told all my all my coworkers, i'm going straight into essays essays right from the get-go right from the get-go and there's a good reason for that obviously just to get them prepared Engage. engaged yeah. to write a one-page essay because it's always easier to say okay guys we're going to go from writing a page essay to a paragraph type questions because there, there are open-ended responses but I can, you know, work's a whole nother monster. I can talk about that. But right now, I still have today's Sunday. I still have today. I'll worry about it more after I'm done here. Uh, worry about it more when tomorrow comes because, again, I still need to make sure I have everything set. But that's what I was doing beforehand. But nonetheless, I'm ready to go. One of the very many tenacious teachers out there that are just revving up and hoping to have a good school year. So I know I mentioned it last week, but for your teachers out there, let's have a good one. I wish you nothing but a awesome year. So let's get to it. Yeah, yeah, right on. Well said. Uh, I guess we can jump straight into anime. Um, uh, I just have a couple things. We have uh, some information coming for a Blue Lock movie, I guess, episode Nagi. Anime movie will share new information on September 8th. So uh, that's, a you know, a little under, what, a month away? Mm, yeah. H- uh, have you checked out Blue Lock yet? I still have only watched the first episode. I've been, I've just been super busy. Uh, I haven't really started watching anything new other than Suits, but I've been getting ready to start here in anime now that, uh, you know, I, we had a couple things go on here at the house this last uh, week and a half. Which is why we haven't really done too much of the YouTube stuff yet again. Or uh, I haven't really been able to watch too much. I just had my nephew leave yesterday. So I've been moving some stuff around the house cleaning. And uh, I haven't picked up a new anime yet. But I'm, I guess it's, it'll be that one. What's nuts is 
when I saw, I, I, I was hooked on Blue Lock. And again, this was before the One Piece era where I was still kind of watching 20 some at a time, 20 anime at a time and kind of just, you know, the rolling one, like that. Your One Piece arc. <laughs> Which is what I'm still currently experiencing. And th- again, this was before that. And I remember just watching like the first four episodes and I was immediately, immediately hooked. Hooked right off the bat, and I just, I didn't even wait because it was a weekly thing. I didn't even wait for the next one. I just went straight to the manga, started reading it, caught up, and I'm all caught up with the manga right now, so I do read that week to week. So, and Nagi is, again, another character. All the characters that stick around are amazing, so Nagi being one of the, uh, I, I, I'll go ahead as far as call him like a, a supporting cast, not even a supporting cast, I, I would say like a main character, maybe a secondary main character and stuff like that, you know, tertiary main character. And, you know, Nagi is some a player that's just awesome. So the fact that we're getting that movie is going to be great. But if you haven't checked out Blue Lock yet, check it out. And you will not be disappointed if you're into like sports anime type stuff. Yeah. I remember when I watched the first episode from the first episode, I could tell, man, this is going to be intense. So I'm sure once I watch another two or three, like that's going to be it. Like I'll, I'll be telling you, bro, I just finished the anime. <laughs> it's freaking oh, amazing. Dude. Yeah, and you won't stop. And that's because I actually never got around to actually finishing up the anime because I was just so hooked and invested in the manga. So, you know, I always have a, a plan to just go back and start checking stuff. And then, cra- interestingly enough, you know, I- I'm at work and a couple of my friends hit me with uh, two. One of them says, hey, man, have you seen... He- and he's like, Heavenly Heaven. And he's I was like, Heavenly Delusion? He's just like, yeah, have you seen that one? And I, I smiled and I said, look, I was like, I've heard of it. A lot of people talk about it. But for some reason, that particular anime is um synonymous right now or at least when it was you know airing with oshinoko i said watch oshinoko first before you watch that one so the heavenly delusion is actually there still my radar and then the other one that they that they one another one of my coworkers, and again and it, and it kind of got me thinking like you know the whole one piece era like oh maybe i should let me finish let me just it's okay to give myself a little break and watch something else but i i really i really enjoyed one piece and it'd be kind of weird to kind of jump ship to something else but there's another one called is it my was it my happy marriage or yes. my my happy marriage which is on I, I, yes on Netflix I'd have been familiar with it and her and a buddy another buddy were both watching it and I was like I've heard of it it's supposed to be one of the more it's it, it's a romance type stuff but there is like some magical fantasy elements to it but the story itself is supposed to be very engaging and very good so they they were trying to put me on and I said you know what it's, the premise sounds interesting it sounds good I was like if you watch this one I'll go and check it out which I'm gonna check it out so right now Heavenly Delusion and my happy my happy marriage are kind of just skyrocketed up there so now I'm kind of you know and I, I like to I, I watch anything and everything so you know, I don't discriminate as far as what type of anime is out there and stuff so we'll see if I actually get into something else kind of I, know, I deviated from our topics here but I just wanted to kind of throw it out there. No, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen a lot of the happy marriage thing and uh, a lot of Baki uh, praise over the last uh, little while. I know Baki. I don't know if Baki came out with a new season also on Netflix. Yeah. But I've I've seen that those two have been trending a lot. My happy marriage also. I've seen it up there with possibly like anime of the season. People have said. Uh, some people, yeah. I guess, people that are, that are into that, uh, or maybe maybe it's just that good. Who knows? Uh. But yeah, I, I saved that too to my watch list. Uh, haven't checked it out. Don't really know much about it other than it's you know centered around this couple. But uh, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't know anything else to be my, honest. My buddy had proceeded to to tell me like the first five episodes. 
Mm. I, I, I get. I didn't mind, right? Because the first five episodes kind of demonstrating exactly what it was. And again, there's a, there's synopsis. There's stuff. What, like what that. was your reaction? Did you were did you expect that? Was there a surprise? The the right off the bat when she had mentioned it was um there was like magic and that's the thing that's the way she said it she, she's not a big anime watcher it, uh, uh, her name is Miss Alinas and then my other buddy uh, Mr. C. Fuentes are the ones who had watched that so I was talking to her and she had mentioned like oh there's magic and stuff she goes but don't let it fool you because it's very it's very good and 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 the premise is very interesting because it's kind of like a, I don't want to say Romeo and Juliet type feel but there is something where depending on how much magic or how powerful a certain family is, people get betrothed to other families, right? So powerful families get betrothed to other families. Politics. Uh, yeah, and it gets, it gets political as far as the romance is concerned. So you have your main character who's a girl, or one of the main characters is a female, and she comes from a very powerful line, but she's magicless, right? And this particular female ends up getting, you know... Well, somebody, another, another powerful family ends up infatuated with this girl, and this is the only person that treats her right because she's, she's an outcast. She has no magic. Nobody wants her. You know, again, yeah. you know yeah, so everybody wants... No, nobody wants this person. So she wants to marry this very nice man, and, and the families are, you know, they're in talks and you know, they were going to marry off their kids or whatever. But lo and behold, something happens. The... They, the man gets betrothed to somebody else in the family, not her, but in the family. So she gets all that down. And then another powerful family comes, swoops in, sees this, and then they start, you know, recon not reconciling, but they start, I guess, making, forming connections between the female and the male lead now. So that's where they come into play with another family. So it's politics, romance, politics, magic. It gets political and, you know, yeah. If that's a, lot of, a, lot of a lot of different aspects there. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and I guess they, they use magic as the form of uh, wealth in this case, right? Instead of money, wealth, right? Poor, rich, they use magic in this sense. And they do have magic powers, and I think the magic powers do come to play. Again, this is what was just told to me. I'm giving you a super brief synopsis to see if it's right up reality, but I know you like political intrigue type things. Yeah. So it might just be something up there also. And again... I don't know if you've ever seen a romance anime. I've, I've actually seen quite a few, and I really enjoy them. But if anybody has not... And that's going to say, oh, well, it's not really a romance, you know, but there is a political intrigue. There is romance involved, obviously, right? And yeah, Steve, it's right up your alley. See where it goes. I mean, uh, a girl, part of a powerful family, no magic, nobody wants her. Like, what more do you need? <laughs> Yeah. It, uh, you just hop right in and say, you know what? F you, F you, and F the world. She's the best. And let's go on this journey, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll definitely be checking that out. I think uh, that is pushing me more to want to watch it a little <laughs> bit more. So you're, uh, you're more than, as of right now, and probably for the next few months still, you're more than likely, you're more likely to watch something new or check out other things and watch things that I haven't seen more so right now. You know, before it was like, yeah, I've checked, I've seen the first episode, first two episodes. Yeah, I'm watching this, watching that. Right now, it's very, very hard for me. And and I, and I even thought before, and you know, I was like, this is a good chance for whoever wants to at least watch some things that I haven't or catch up or something like that. It's be the best time to do it because I'm, I'm probably not watching anything else much unless it's something like that that's very, very popular. And I know my heavenly marriage, uh, my happy marriage is actually one of the ones that's popular, popular right now, so. 
Yeah, so I'll definitely be checking it out here. Uh, I don't know. I I, I really want to jump onto Blue Lock first, but I'll I'll do Blue. I'll try with Blue Lock today, and then I'll uh, I'll totally start with that one. And it's okay. Total sides of the spectrum, man. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll have to update you uh, after today. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to Bruce Lee. We have a Bruce Lee anime coming in uh next year yeah it's gonna be called the house of lee set to debut in 2024 i know bruce lee is just hugely popular people still talk about him uh all the time so you know what better than putting him in anime form then let's see what uh, ends up happening here i have no idea what this is gonna be about or anything but i'm hoping i'm hoping for less of a documentary type thing i guess like a less of a non-fiction historical thing and more of a we're gonna put bruce lee in the super cool Afro samurai type thing, and we're gonna ha- just have him go ham. That that's that's what I want out of this one. Yeah, like superhero, make him a full yeah, on make, make, yeah. make him a full on superhero, and just use it because you know his his weapon of choice. And I, well, I guess it's, it's a lot of the media or his nunchucks and stuff. So you know, people use swords, but how many martial art anime type heroes or just heroes in general use nunchucks as their choice? Imagine deflecting bullets into a hey, I don't know about you, man, but that there's appeal to that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 super excited for that. I'm super down for that. So let's let's see what ha- what happens there. Uh, up next, I have uh oh well, we have uh Haikyuu. Haikyuu Day is going to be streamed on the Toho YouTube channel here in a few days on the 19th. So we'll be getting uh. There's rumors about a possible uh Hinata and Kageyama statue unveiling. Is what I've kind of seen on Twitter. Uh, and plus whatever's going to be next for Haikyuu, uh, we know we're going to get movies, so uh, maybe dates and stuff like that. Uh, maybe a, a, a manga sequel. Oh, yeah, right, that'd be crazy. Uh, <laughs> why, no way. why, why, so. dude? Why do you I'm just say <laughs> why do you gotta say that, bro? Come on, I, I don't think so. I, I'm still hoping for a uh, what is it, a Kuroko's basketball movie type thing tie-in sequel uh, any sequel in, a, in the in the mom current form would be amazing but we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah it's it again it's just a few days away on the 19th so uh, it'll be here before we know it mm-hmm. uh last two things i had were was uh, we finally got our first look at uh, boruto for the uh sequel or i guess uh second half of his manga uh we had already gotten a look at Sar- uh, Sarada, and now we're getting a look at Boruto. And uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on his new look? Uh, he looks cool. I know. I, what, what's also interesting is Sarada had the more Itachi vibe kind of going on, still with the with the um, with the Uchiha stuff, where Boruto has straight up the whole Sasuke vibe going on, straight up, like. That's Sasuke, if I if if I knew anything right, with the with the facial expressions and the get up and the emo stuff kind of coming super, out. Super edge lord. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was cool and it makes sense, obviously, right? But Boruto, I hope, and it'd be interesting to see because based off his like demeanors and stuff like that, you know, Boruto's gonna have a hint, especially of being with Sasuke, it's gonna probably have I guess like a different personality where Naruto is always real popular, always so forth and so forth. Um, positive. I'm sorry, I said popular. Naruto was always positive, and he was always smiling, and always kind of saw the good, the the good in things. Boruto, I feel, is gonna have a harder time doing that. So one of the, and that's not a really a, it's I don't I don't want to call it a theory, but it's just kind of like where I would like to see the story go 
is Boruto kind of having some Sasuke influence while still maintaining that kind of positivity thing going on that is a Uzumaki trait. You know what I mean? Boruto learning to kind of overcome these things, see the positivity, but at the same time, he's not Naruto, right? But what other, what better person to finally focus on Boruto, give us his story, tell us what you want about this guy. And I don't want to say save the day, but for Naruto to kind of pull him out in, in, in kind of like a, a, a throwback sense, kind of pull him out and point Boruto towards the best path for success. And Boruto's always said that he just wants to be some, you know, the shadow, the shadow Hokage and support whomever the Hokage is. Like, that's what he wants to do. So that, and I hope this also allows for Sarada to finally get her because she needs a lot more story. And I think this is going to, they both look great. They both look awesome. I'm actually more excited seeing what was been teased more so than when Boruto was first announced way, way back then and stuff like that, because it had only been like 30, 30 chapters or so when I kind of started reading it. I remember reading it, but putting it off for almost a, maybe a year or two and finally got on it, which wasn't a very long catch up, but this looks more appealing than the first part. Yeah, again, it's going to be called bl Two Blue Vortex, Boruto Two Blue Vortex, and uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat where I think, uh, obviously, like from the very beginning, we knew, we we've known. If if you're familiar with the manga, with the with the uh, anime at all, you know that Boruto wants to be more like Sasuke, whereas Sarada wants to be more like Na like Naruto. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, the, based on the pictures we've seen. Uh, or at least here, like you're talking about him being a little bit more edgy. Uh, I could see Boruto becoming like more of the pragmatic kind of guy. It's like, okay, I, I need to do this because this is what has to be done. Whereas Sarada, hopefully, is kind of the the more the Naruto. The whereas like, whereas like, where she's gonna be like, like yes, uh, Boruto, but think of the people or like re remember this. Like, kind of gonna ground him a little bit. Uh, yeah, because he's he's ramping up to be very very strong. Oh so, yeah. Uh, so so let's see let's see where he ends up and uh, like you say, hopefully Sarada has a way bigger role here going forward. I think it's something. I think it's really something too that they uh, it says something that they put out her scan before his. Mm. So hopefully that does mean that she has a bigger role to play and they're gonna be kind of that duo like uh, like Sasuke and. Uh, Naruto kind of always were, but never were exactly since they were kind of at odds. But in this uh, case, for, she's, for a long she's time. To help them. Absolutely, I, I, it's 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 not telling the same story, but we're familiar at least with some of the concepts to go, going forward, which is good. It's what we want, right? You know, where like you said, Naruto was chasing Sasuke for five hundred episodes, six hundred episodes, but in this case, it's out of it's out of the helping Boruto kind of. Like you said, remain grounded and do what needs to be done in this case. Yeah, and then uh, well, the other the other kind of thing we have uh, out there just uh, is going to be kind of class rep. I think she was the only other character that kind of uh, is quote unquote has some freedom, if uh, if you would call it that, uh, based on where we left off in the manga. So I think she's going to be another interesting one that's going to play a big path, uh, a big part going forward. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and then plus, of course, Sasuke, I think, is, is the other one. Yeah. So, uh, th those four for sure are going to be a huge focus. Uh, 
at least here at the beginning. Let's see. Let's see where they end up going with with the story. So, uh, I'm the so so far are nice big upgrades. Absolutely. Uh, last thing I have is that we did uh, debut uh, Pokemon Path of the Peak episode one. It's called the Club. Oh man! Uh, if you're not familiar with this, this was actually uh, one of the f- one of the things announced in uh, what we'll cover later in the gaming section. Uh, we did have a Pokemon Direct uh, this past week, and they announced this uh, this new anime that's going to focus. Uh, it- its focus is like on a real world scenario where a little girl likes pokemon cards and she plays you know the tcg game and stuff like that she joins a club and this is this first episode is an introduction to that uh you know she moves to a new school she joins this pokemon club and you know it, it just takes off and wow dude i, I already watched it. i don't know if you've seen it yet but i already watched it and yeah. it's it's very unique the animation is very nice and uh you know there's some pokemon in here uh that at least one that is getting a very nice like uh it's being focused on a lot at least uh in this little girl's case of course this is just one episode i have a feeling that we're gonna get that also going forward uh where some pokemon are gonna get the spotlight that's like don't always get the spotlight well, you know, very, it's, really, um, it's usually well, just the same ones what was the what was it the the animated pokemon short with uh Bidoof? yes oh man dude that was epic so if it's more of that dude like i i'm all for it man especially with the with the pokemon like you said don't don't get a lot of love i do think i i know which pokemon you're talking about and i hope it is because that's actually one of my i i I could go as far as call it one of my favorite by all means just because i i love it's the one with two evolutions right yeah i know i know we're both big fans of that line i don't you know but of course whenever there's an evolutions people usually focus on the last one and yeah. don't always give love to the first or the middle. Absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, but here, yeah, it is one of the first evolutions. Ah, that's, and that's it is awesome. A, it, is a, it is a Gen 1 Pokemon, too. So it's been out there for years and years. And, uh, yeah, it's it's nice to see him getting some love. If you've seen Watch the preview, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's good. It's nice. It's very yeah. nice. Uh, anything else for anime? Anything like that? We still have a lot. So, I mean, the only thing... The only thing just to mention, shout out is uh, the first slam dunk earned over a, a million dollars in, in the U.S. So hell yeah, saw it twice, saw it subbed and dubbed. Excellent, excellent, excellent all around. I saw it with Andrew, Ricky, I did that in, in Japanese, and I saw it with with Rudy in English, and it was it, it's amazing and it's epic. So if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't read it, get on it. And I, I really hope for some more of the story because all the characters are just phenomenal. So. Just want to give a shout out to to the slam dunk or the first slam dunk film in this case. Awesome, awesome! And you said the guys uh, really enjoyed it, even without really knowing. Uh, oh yeah, they yeah, were going yeah. into right. No, yeah, it's, they were more focused on the actual basketball game and some of the funny moments. And but again, the movie does do a damn good job of showing other events that kind of led up to it. <clears throat> in this case. It was more of the family dynamic, uh, death, love, loss, and stuff like that. And they did a damn good job, man, of, of integrating the two in, in the form of a basketball game. And holy hell, like, there's more. It, it's, it's one of those, you know, it's bigger than basketball type scenarios, and it's, it's amazing. But this case uses basketball as an outlet and shows the struggles that a parent and a child would from the death of a loved one. Good stuff, man. This this guy, it's, it's, it's amazing. I loved it. So I'm hoping for more. <laughs> so I'm hoping for something, some sort of sequel, but it was, it was good. Okay, great, great. So yet another anime uh, movie just going out there and just killing it. So good for them. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Uh, TV and movies up next. Uh, it'll. I'm kind of just gonna breeze through these because uh, I mean, these we have a lot of stuff in gaming. So, uh, <laughs> Disney Plus Premium and Hulu Premium will increase in price by three dollars each. Dang. Uh, yeah, you know, just another another one of these things where we're getting you know more rules, more uh, uh, price hikes, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, three dollars. It doesn't seem like much, but when you have Disney, Hulu. Uh, Netflix, like all these other things, you know, it, it adds up three bucks a month each each one. Uh, I believe I heard something too uh, about Disney uh, looking at password sharing and stuff like that too. So I saw that let's too. See, let's see, let's see what happens there too. So uh, I don't know, I don't know. They're after us. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the second installment of uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man trilogy is uh, now on Disney Plus as of August 11th. So yeah, two days ago. Uh, featuring Jamie Foxx as Electro. Uh, so, yeah, if you're uh, a fan of the Garfield well, uh, Spider-Verse. The two movies. There's two movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second, yeah. Yeah, the it's second a, one. A, you would consider what a, du- a duology. duology? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's there. If you're, if you're part of that uh, Spider-Verse fandom, I mean... Dude. It's so check super, it out. so random. I, I've been I've been watching all these old, and I think I mentioned that in one of the podcasts. Saw Spider Man one, two, the Tobey Maguire trilogy, and then I saw Andrew Garfield one, uh, the Andrew Garfield one, and then two. And strangely enough, I think in recent years I've seen those movies more than I have the Tom Holland ones, mainly because the Tom Holland ones when they came out, I actually really really enjoyed them, and especially Part One, super underrated. I think people prefer the other two, but Tom Holland's first one, hey man, Michael Keaton dude epic so but other way anyways continue yeah yeah no uh, michael keaton, <laughs> I mean, right on dude i'm i'm, I'm all about michael keaton uh the nun 2 is said to be the most violent movie in the conjuring universe i know i'm super invested in all these movies i love the conjuring universe i love the first nun so i'm excited that this one's coming out and it's gonna be super violent <laughs> i'm down <laughs> is, uh, there, is there a rating on that yet uh, I don't know. Let me let me check on that. The nun, two, rating. I mean, just because if it's violent, I'm assuming a, a rated R rating or R rating would be the way to go if if, if they're teasing it as such. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just says here. I don't see anything about a rating. I do see that the director did confirm it's going to be darker and more violent for Valak's return. If you don't know who Valak is, that's the uh, the demon. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so... Yeah, no no rating yet, I don't see. But I would imagine the same thing. We're going to go with R. Yeah, especially... Uh, that, that's what I mean, if they're advertising it as such. Yeah, it is coming out uh, September 8th. So in about uh, two weeks, two weeks from Friday. Very nice. Uh, last thing I had is that Florence Pugh... Is reportedly look being looked up, looking uh, is being looked at to play Rapunzel in a rumored Disney live action Tangled. Um, Which not I'm not scoffing at that's Florence Pugh. I think Florence Pugh is amazing. I'm scoffing at we got a live action before we got a, a Tangled too. But I guess when you can't mess with perfection, I love I love Rapunzel. Uh, I love Tangled. Probably my yeah. favorite Disney movie. I know that's I know that's one that you have way up there. I think my sister as well is loves Tangled. Uh, for me, I know the music in that movie. Oh, so good! Oh yeah, ridiculous. No mm-hmm. business being that good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got Mandy Moore singing, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's true. So, 
Yeah, let's see. Let's see Florence Pugh. I'm I'm excited. Oh, no, I would, me too. I, 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 I would I would love her there. Uh, I think that's it for for TV and movies. The only thing I've I've still been watching a little bit of Suits. I watched uh, the Johnny Manziel documentary on Netflix. Crazy dude was nuts. Uh, even more nuts. I knew he was nuts, but uh, wow, yeah, you're crazy. Now I can see you nuts. You're nuts. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Extra points if y'all can see where that uh, know where that's from. Oh, dude, I'm always quoting quoting movies. Uh, so I guess we'll jump into gaming. Gaming, we have quite a few. Three big things I think that we'll discuss a little bit about, and I'm gonna go right into one of the big ones. Uh, a lot of the hype, a lot of the you know, content creator verse is really hyping up Baldur's Gate, saying maybe game of the year. I mean, I haven't played it yet, and I'm, I don't know if I'm going, going to get to play it. I know the, well, what's interesting to me is people are finding it's, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to express this. And, and the reason being is because Zelda's involved, right? Tears of the Kingdom's involved in this one just because that was game of the year until Baldur's Gate 3, and now people are putting Baldur's Gate 3 as game of the year over Zelda, you know? And I'm not bashing Baldur's Gate again. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it. It's just now I've seen the hype. I've seen what people are talking about. But people, when people mention Baldur's Gate 3 as hype or as game of the year, they do more bashing of Zelda than reasons why Baldur's Gate 3 should be game of the year. Like, I would like to know what, you know, why, right? And I saw gameplay. I saw reviews. And I started reading. And I'm just kind of like, okay, it's always different things i know it's like a kind of like a dungeons and dragons type thing and i know how popular it is and stuff like that the gameplay seems like fun i'm just not sure on the it's a over the head turn-based combat and i know i don't know if i'd be in a, as invested in a story and again there's probably some bias to what i to why i'm saying these things right but i'm not sure what did you what did you see or find or what uh i'm i've just seen that people you know people just the hype is just big and building and you get to play with other people and basically this again this is from from me i haven't played it either but from like the outside looking in uh and i i know that the, there was a lot of hype too with the with tears of the kingdom but i i for some reason i feel like that hype kind of just came and went like very quickly i don't know if it's because the game was so similar to the last one that like not not that it wasn't good, but that it was good, but the same. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Uh, which it was still, I think, rated overall like a 96, I think, out of, mm-hmm. uh, out of 100. Yeah. But uh, this one is one, just one point better. So not that it's way better, but just one point. But once you get up into those, you know, 90, 90s, 95s, like those are near perfect games. Uh, and I also, I also, I haven't done my homework to know why people love this game so much i know part of it has to be that you can play together uh people love rpgs people love open world stuff like that mm-hmm. uh so i i really don't know i i i don't know i don't understand the hype yet uh but to me it kind of looks like diablo-esque which is another game also that the hype kind of just came and went like but i know there's fair- still I know there's still like a huge community with Diablo, but that one kind of is it seeming like the hype has kind of died down. It's, it seems like they did it to themselves. In that case, it seems like they shot themselves in the foot several times 
which is in, in terms of their um, the patches that they kept putting out their 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 patches and their updates had was were bigger news pieces than the actual game itself <laughs> which you know it's a little mind-blowing for Diablo's case but for Baldur's Gate and again do you think like uh, do do sales and popularity factor into game of the year mm. what do you think because I don't know I'm asking I should know I think I know but I don't know you know what I mean do sales and popularity? I don't think sales matter as much, but I think popularity does, because well, I... Go ahead. because popularity because popularity is is different because popularity doesn't always just mean people are buying it, but people are watching it, people are consuming content of it. You're watching streamers play, you're watching YouTube videos, like, and the you know once once a uh, a game kind of gets that hype, you know, it, it kind of just takes over. So the popularity, I would say, yes. The sales, I mean, I don't know, because Mario Kart is still up there. Doesn't yeah. mean it's, it's doesn't necessarily mean. It can be an indicator, I think. And there can be like a, what would you call it? Uh, there can be... What do you what what's the word I'm looking for when there's like a, a relationship a correlation? Yeah, a correlation with uh, with the two, but I think the popularity is probably a little bit more was, in, indicative but from different in different aspects. What was the last game? It was Elden Ring, right? Last game of the year? Was Elden Ring? Yes, Elden Ring. You see, I'm as of right now I'm thinking in terms of Elden Ring. Elden Ring didn't score it didn't score as high as these two, right? Mm-mm, I don't think so. But in Elden Ring's case the sheer impact that it had as far as mainstreaming from software, that's what it did, mainstreaming from software and everybody, including you and I, got onto that hype because the hype was super, super massive. I, I don't know about you, but a lot more than Baldur's Gate because yeah, the hype's there for us, but the hype's still not there enough for me to, to at least, you know, and it's not that it's any indicator, but to I get at least get me to play it day one all of a sudden buy it that day where Elden Ring came out and every and it was just you know perfect scores all across the board. Everybody was talking about articles and articles and articles. It was just shoved in your face to the point where you really it, it was it did a damn good job of forcing me to play it, which I loved overall. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think I think a big a, part of that too. I think I well I think a big part of that too is that they compared it to Breath of the Wild. I think that opened your eyes like oh shit I'm playing it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they did compare it to Zelda, but in terms of just like and this was more I guess like the sheer advertising and just the sheer amount of just buzz that it got even before it released was huge, huge, and I'm talking like from all kinds of different things and and this is where I kind of really saw just people and content creators and everybody just kind of playing it and talking about it. And it was even still around even after the fact, you know, tears of the kingdom. Yeah. It, it released over the summer and it kind of died down. I'm just, as of right now, Baldur's Gate is still relatively new. I'm not sure what the impact or the lasting impact is. It's going to have. And I think that'll be another indicator for sure. Yeah. Just how, um, uh, whether game of the year and stuff like that. So as of right now, the hype is there. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious to see how long the hype lasts. You know what I mean? And it's not to say that I won't go and play it. I just might. You know what I mean? But we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on that one. And again, I'm trying not to be biased, but 
you know, Zelda can't win all the time, right? I guess. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely very interested in trying this game. What I think, and I think, uh, what you said about Elden Ring, how it kind of uh, moved like the the genre forward. I think that might be what comes into play here, where you're you're you go into comparing how much of a jump is Tears of the Kingdom from uh, Breath of the Wild versus people are saying that Baldur's Gate Two is like a huge jump from the people that loved uh, the earlier games, Baldur's Gate, because I think that one was also very highly rated. Uh, I, I didn't look up anything about part two, but uh, I think I think uh, ultimately that's probably what it'll come down to. I think which game takes a bigger step forward for their genre. Uh, mm. And I, again, I haven't played either one, uh, so I really don't know. But I think I, I'm I'm definitely considering trying this game with every, everything that uh, people are talking about. I'll probably watch a couple of videos, see what it's like. Uh, but from what I understand, like there's a lot of dialogue, there's a lot of characters. Uh, classes, uh, kind of like what we wished uh, Diablo kind of was. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But you you make a point, right? Especially with uh, what what Tears of the Kingdom is to Breath of the Wild. It's they introduce new mechanics and stuff like that, but the overall world is kind of relatively the same. Considering they had six years, you know what I mean. And again, that's not to say that oh, they should have done more or whatever, you know. But they have said that this is a standard going forward. So it's gonna be interesting to see exactly what the next zelda game is going to be and honestly it might be 2030 before we get this one so we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah and then like you like you did mention too still i think it came out on the third so we're we're just 10 days in so of course everybody's in that honeymoon phase uh and i guess end game is probably is always something i point to when we're talking about rpgs and you know kind of these kind of games so let's see let's see what uh what comes out i know there's been some real interesting things about uh uh, Andrew and I were discussing yesterday, actually, that there is a, a one quest where you're supposed to like rest, but if you oversleep, like you end up not being able to save a certain character. So like different little things like that, and stories and storylines, uh, and being able to miss out on things like that. So like you want to go back and replay it and see what happens when you are able to save this character. Those things are always really interesting uh, and add a little bit more to the replayability of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's see. I think uh, the other thing that Andrew and I discussed are the uh, with those two kind of leading the helm right now. Are there any other things that you think could probably contend for game of the year? And the one Andrew brought up was maybe Armored Core. The for, for the FromSoft. Yeah, the upcoming FromSoft game. So I don't know. That one still. When does that one come out? Let's see. Again, it 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 is FromSoft, and I've never played any of that ones. But there's Max. I like Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, and with the hype coming off of Elden Ring and all that stuff, you know, I'm I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people checking out this game. August 25th, so actually this month, next week. I wonder. And again, I know uh, I know a lot of the um, initial release, the initial reviews, always always come into play. So we'll just kind of sit back and see more or less, you know, how 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 it's how it comes out, right? So we'll see. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It's gonna be. It looks cool. Vehicular combat mecha game. I don't know about you, man, but I know you're all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I see mechs, I'm like, oh, that's 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 a game Marcus is gonna pick up, or there's a mech character, and I'm like, oh, Marcus is gonna play that character. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. And again, so is that a mech? Is that, is that a me- and again, it, it stems from that one game. And I always talk about it. Mech Assault for Xbox, dude. One of these funnest, I don't give a damn, one of these funnest games I played growing up. And Mech Assault was awesome. So we never got another one after that. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, run, I'll run through these next couple of things before we get into another big one. Uh, Fortnite and Jujutsu Kaisen started off their uh, little, uh, what, what would you call it? Uh, like cross, cross, not promotion, crossover. but yeah, crossover event. Uh, it started on August 8th. So uh, for those Jujutsu Kaisen fans, Fortnite fans, you know, uh, jump in. I, I believe I saw that you can play uh, Gojo. You can play, uh, what is her name? The girl, uh, Nobara, uh, Itadori, and the, the, the fourth guy. He's the one I always forget his name. Uh, yeah, with the fox. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know him all yet. If you know, if if you know him, you know him. So just get in there and play these characters. If you're a fan <laughs> of <him. laughs> uh, Call of Duty Marf- Modern Warfare Three is going to be releasing November 10th. Uh, so Call of Duty fans, we're getting another game really, really soon. Um, U.S. Supreme Court rules in favor of Apple over Epic Games, allowing them to keep their 30% App Store fee. I know this was a big one for a long time. Uh, you know, for those people that like to specifically play Fortnite on uh, iOS, iPad, iPhone, stuff like that. There was a, it, this was a big contention for a long time, and Apple won. So if uh, you're going to be playing games on, on there, well, Apple's going to get their cut. I don't think that was ever really... I, I, I didn't really think Epic was going to win that ever, so uh, they didn't, so... Yeah, Apple gets theirs. Uh, breaking news. Bungie has announced that the new English voice actor for Savala after Lance Reddick's passing, uh, which ended up being uh, Keith, Keith, uh, Keith David, right? Is yeah, his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we, uh, we lost Lance Reddick, and uh, now we got a new voice actor, and a pretty good one, guy that's been involved with a lot of video games and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't realize Marcus was the one that brought it to my attention. Uh, so, right on. He's, he's another good guy. So jumping into or anything um, on those, Marcus, to add before yeah. I get into one of the other big ones? By all means. Okay. So uh, another big thing we had this week was uh, Pokemon Direct, which I mentioned at the top of the show when we we're talking about anime. Uh, it was a... Uh, I, really, I really enjoyed the Direct. Uh, I know we talked about uh, some things that we were expecting, hoping for. We didn't get them all. But, uh, you know, being that I've watched, I don't know how many directs now at this point. Like, I kind of have my expectations. I have my dream list and whatever. But uh, what what uh, were some highlights for you, Marcus? What are some things you wish they had that were missing? And uh, what did you think about it overall? Overall, and again, it, was, it was the longest one. And, and we knew what it was going to be. I know a lot of people were... I, well, at least I'd hope that their their expectations were tempered. And it, a lot of times, anytime they have one of these, usually you, you can ex, you can expect a lot of new things for their current games, and maybe maybe a, a new announcement of some sort of Pokemon in the series. I don't think we got any new announcement, but they did go ahead and show us a lot of new stuff for their DLC. Which, again, I thought jumping straight to the end of the show looked amazing i thought the dlc looked good i'll probably get back into it the good thing is i already had the dlc pre-ordered and then you had some of the cool pokemon that they introduced one of the ones being raging bolt right i think that's that's the official name for um raikou's uh Paradox. Paradox. yeah mm-hmm. which when it came out i think we we're gonna have both agree it was kind of like what the hell but then the art came out and they're like okay the art looks awesome i thought the art looked amazing uh Cobelion, actually looks real nice too for a future paradox and even though i have violet i always 
thought the past paradox forms were a lot cooler looking. And then the the trainers that came out also looked great. I, I again I've always tooted the uh the the character designs and the Pokemon designs when it came to this generation. Now how they played and then some other thing that's fine, you know, that's a different story. But I've always thought they really put a lot of emphasis on just giving them unique personalities and, and unique looks. So now I'm gonna be backtracking here. We did get Mew and Mewtwo, right? Um I'm a big fan of Mew and Mewtwo at Legendary, so super excited to get that. And then I think a couple of the other things was Detective Pikachu, which looks like a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I'm not really going to get into the to the shows. I'll let Rico kind of touch base on those. But the Detective Pikachu game, I prob- probably end up picking it up because it looks like a lot of fun. I, I do like like click point click adventures, especially one featuring a talking Pikachu and and some of the other. Um, Pokemon is going to be like a lot of fun. But overall, I really enjoyed what I saw. I, I really, really did, despite there not being a huge, big new announcement. I really enjoyed what I saw. And again, at any time, we've always said that these companies give their games love. And obviously, you expect the same with Pokemon. But anytime they give them love and support, by all means, you know, there's nothing wrong with sticking to what's good and just giving us more of the same stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Also, well, and again, these were just my my a couple of my my highlights there: Detective Pikachu, um, the the Mew, and then of course the DLC, some of the character design and stuff like that. But I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to Rico because Rico's the Pokemon master. So what do you what do you gotta say about that? No, uh, I mean those things were all great. Uh, we started off, I think, with talking about the Pokemon World Championships, which did end uh, yesterday, and we got a couple announcements there too. But I'll save those uh path to the peak which was the tcg anime i was super hyped when i saw it i was like what a what a different concept and i again the first episode's out now on youtube on the official youtube for uh, pokemon uh it's real cool for anybody that likes pokemon or tcg in in general just like uh you know check that out it's it's really cool uh you you mentioned detective pikachu looks good uh they showed us a little bit of horizons uh, which looks looks pretty good. I'm excited for when that comes to the U.S. Still probably a, a ways away. Uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, they announced it at uh, this upcoming Go Fest. We're going to be getting Mega Diancie, Mega Rayquaza, and uh, Gen 9 starters are going to be coming in September. Uh, Unite is getting Mewtwo and a new game mode. Uh, Masters EX is getting Nimona. Let's see. Cafe Remix is getting some stuff. Uh, they did drop uh, Day Of. They dropped uh, TCG and uh the old school tcg and stadium 2 on uh nintendo switch online which was actually one that we talked about i remember when we're talking about our our predictions i said maybe they'll say like oh these two uh will be dropped today or whatever so sure enough they did that uh again i'm more about the uh the video games myself too scarlet and violet so that's what i was looking at uh oh, oh, oh before i get into the game uh, they did also announce uh, we're gonna get be getting another anime series, uh, Paldean Winds, right? I think that's what it was called, Paldean yeah. Winds, September six. It's gonna be another web series, uh, and we Which already know amazing. we already know like <laughs> web series. We're expecting uh, excellence and stuff like that. The the animation and just you know a new area that we're gonna explore with uh, characters and partners and stuff like that. It, it just it, you're right. It looks amazing. Not not really much else to be said. Uh, we are getting the terror raids for Mewtwo is coming soon, and right now they're actually doing a mystery gift with Mew, where everybody can get get their Mew, uh, and it uh, it's kind of just a random terror type that you're gonna get. Uh, I believe I got an Ice and a Fairy since I have both games. 
Uh, you ended up getting what, Marcus? Fire, you said? I got fire. That's because I was praying for ghost. Ghost, electricity, and ice, I would have been ecstatic with, but I got fire. I mean, you, I think, I, I'm not sure if you can change, but I don't see why you couldn't change it. Yeah. Uh, if you yeah. just have the terror card. So if you want something different, I mean, it's as easy as doing that. Uh, like Marcus said, we did it get into the DLC. Uh, the first one, Teal Mask. Uh, we got a new uh, Applin evolution, Diplin. I don't know if it's an evolution or if it's just a different form. I think it's, I think it's an evolved form of Applin. I think so. Uh, I don't know. Somebody com- compared it to Galarian Slowbro. Slow uh, so I don't know. Yeah, no, here Serapy says it is an evolved form of Applin. Okay. So it is. A, we did get a new Applin. I noticed it immediately. I said, oh, that's not, that's not a normal Applin. Uh, and then la- later on, when they went into more of like the deep dive, they confirmed, yes, it is a new Applin. Uh, we also did get a look at uh, the ter- terrestrialized Ogre Pond, which had like a different sort of look to him. Uh, not, I don't exactly know what, uh, how that's going to play into his, his uh, character or if it's, he's going to change typing or what that's going to be. But there, there was something to his ter- terrestrialization that was different. So hopefully we'll learn a little bit more of that going forward. There was also a scene, I think, where it looked like he took off his mask. They didn't show what he looked like, but he took off his mask. Yeah. Um, in that first, in that first uh, little presentation, too, with the Indigo Disc, they did show that it's mostly going to be an underwater place with uh, a lot of biomes, a lot of different biomes. They showed a mini game, which, like, you're flying through some hoops and stuff like that. Uh, they showed a new Pokemon, which was uh, later revealed to be an evolution to Duraldalon. Duraldalon, sorry, Duraldalon. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be bridge. named Ar- Arch Archiladon. <laughs> like a bridge. <laughs> yeah, he's a bridge, which which is important, I think, because I'll, I'll mention it here in a bit. Uh, <laughs> we did get we did get Raikou and we got Cavalion Paradox forms, which are Raging Bolt, Iron Crown. Uh, which we now know because of the uh, world championships that Raging Bolt is going to be Electric Dragon and Iron Crown is going to be Steel Psychic. Uh, and I think that was it for like the first thing. Then they, when then they did like a little bit of a deep dive where they showed Teal Mask is gonna Hoot Hoot is gonna be coming back, which is one of my favorite. I love Hoot Hoot and Noctowl, so I'm I was super happy to see them. Uh, Applin Evolution was confirmed. Uh, what else did we see? We're going to get a photos mini game too, a balloon mini game. They're going to introduce something called uh, Moki for stats, which are going to be kind of like vitamins. But there's also uh, a special one that is going to let you reset all your stats. I know in the Sword and Shield, that was one of like the most uh, phrased things that they introduced a character that you could go talk to them and it would reset all your stats for your Pokemon. If you wanted to build them different or maybe it was your story. Uh, play through Pokemon and you wanted to like reset everything you did because you didn't spec out stats the way you wanted. You know, usually your first playthrough, you kind of just play and you don't care about stats and, and uh, EVs and stuff like that. You just go. So if people like to do that with their with their story playthrough Pokemon and stuff like that, that's going to be available now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indigo Disc, again, they showed the biomes. They showed that we're going to get a BB League, which is going to be... Uh, a lot of people laughed at this name. Uh, it's going to be the Blueberry League, but it's they, what they call it is a BB League, which is going to have its own version of the Elite Four. Uh, they did have the Duraladon. Dur- I always mess that name up. Duraladon, Evo, uh, Elite Trials, a club room. 
which is something that a lot of people loved, like from earlier games where you could have like your own space and change it and decorate it and stuff like that. And uh, they kind of just gave us a hint that in some way we're going to be going back to Area Zero. Um, I see here that the Teal Mask was given a date, which is going to be September 13th. So that might be the game actually that's going to save me from buying 2K. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Pokemon. <laughs> no, uh, no date for the Indigo Disc. They just said uh, winter. So there's that. Uh, we did learn a couple things uh, yesterday, actually, through the World uh, Championships. First of all, that the next year is coming to Honolulu. Uh, Pokemon Unite is going to be dropping Blaziken. Then shortly thereafter, Mimikyu and then Miascarada. Uh TCG is going to be coming out with some Paradox cards, which I don't know if you've seen these, Marcus, but holy crap, they are nice. Oh, dude, the... Uh... The you're talking about the actual cards themselves, or are you talking about the because they did they did show off a elite trainer box featuring iron um it's it's iron valiant. So is that is that the is that the the thing you're talking about? Or you're actually talking about the cards? No, the the cards, the actual cards themselves. What's come What's coming next? Yeah, for TCG, they after after the World Championships, which again, congrats to all the new World Champions out there. I actually heard that the Unite, uh, the Unite uh, Finals was actually super exciting. I didn't get to I didn't get to watch it, but I I uh, I'm gonna go back and watch it. I did get to watch the Junior uh, TCG Championship, and I got to watch the the Masters uh, VGC Championship. So those were exciting. Uh, I had never watched a TCG one. And I watched it, and it was actually really cool. One guy was an all-out attacker. The other one played very a very technical game where you could do a lot of damage with through abilities. And that's how he ended up winning. It was, it was actually really cool uh, to watch for the first time. Uh, but yeah, I, sent, I DM'd it to you on Discord. Some yeah. of the Paradox Pokemon coming in. Dude, they look dope. They look amazing. That's because usually Pokemon's been on a whole other tear when it comes to their full arts alt art textured cards so if these look that good i think you're going to be in for a treat and this is which is strange because i haven't I, I checked the poke uh to like for cards and stuff like that oh that is why i see this was this information was released today and i haven't been on poke beach uh, i check out my cards or i check out like the pokemon tcg stuff on pokebeach.com uh, if you're not familiar with it i just check it out so uh shout out to that website because that's where i get my tcg stuff and they're always putting out and they're the first ones to put out Exactly, you know, the TCG stuff, TCG products, cards, leaks, stuff like that that come out. And this was released in our time at 1 in the morning. The one I didn't see it. But if they look this good, and keep in mind, those full arts that you see here are more than likely going to be the, right before the, I guess, the rare card, the super rare card in the set or in the in the pack, you're, you're likely to, you know those uh, reverse holo cards? You know mm -hmm. those reverse holo cards. Oh, yeah. These cards, these full art cards, will replace those um, reverse holo cards. So you have a chance of getting a full art regular or and a textured full art card. So the fact that this will be replaced, that's going to be awesome. If these if these look this good, those alt arts are going to be. Yeah, and that and that trailer, man, that trailer for the cards was just amazing. That that might have been one of the best look as far as the way everything looked and. Uh, the graphics and the way they played them out with like showing the Pokemon and then going into the card like was just top notch. 
they also did announce that there are, I'm not too familiar with the TCG, but uh, that the A-Spec cards are going to be coming back. And from what I understand, A-Spec a -spec cards are cards that are so powerful, you can only have one in your deck when you battle and stuff like that. So, I mean, that kind of says it all. I don't think I don't think there's any other cards that have that limitation. Uh, so there's, we'll, there's, we'll, there's gonna be a lot of good stuff. The um, I don't know if you saw the new, the Pokemon Championships. Well, they released a um, or at least releasing the the, the first, second, third place. They have textured Pikachu's that feature a what you call it a Pikachu with a gold. Let me just let me just name anything with a gold cup, Pikachu with a silver cup, and Pikachu with a bronze cup, which look fantastic. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I don't know if you've seen those yet, but it's been a while since they've done something like that. So some something like that. If anybody ever wanted to get their hands on, which I don't think you can, because they're saying it's gonna be in a glass case there at Worlds. They look epic. So go figure. Yeah. So I mean, these trainers have them by now. Oh yeah. So uh, so yeah, it was it was it was an exciting it was exciting world championship, and I stayed up because I wanted to see the VGC. Then they had a little bit of presentation, and then they had these announcements, which mm -hmm. I was super excited to stay up. Uh, the last thing they did announce was uh, Indigo Disc. That when they went into like the Scarlet and Violet DLC, they only they went straight into Indigo Disc, and what they showed is that the uh, all the starters from all past games are all coming. The ones that aren't there already, they're all coming to the Indigo Disc. So all those beloved starters from over the years are going to be coming. Uh, in the wild, it seems, because I saw somebody catch uh, one of them. Mm. Uh, and then the other thing is that there's going to be some new kind of Terra type that kind of has like a rainbow-looking uh, thing. I don't know if you've seen that at all. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, which there was rumors about uh, something like that coming to the game. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I, I think uh, it's initially going to be shown... I think it was initially shown... Uh, for a specific Pokemon, maybe Terrapagos. I would think that that it's gonna revolve around him. But then uh, rumors online are going about uh, going on about that it might come to all Pokemon at some point that you're gonna be able to use this special Terra type in some form or fashion. Uh, some people think it might be uh, like all all the types at the same time. Which I'm not sure in doing the math, I don't know what I don't know what that comes out to in terms of uh what what's what you're good and what you're bad against. Mm -hmm. Uh some people think it might kind of work like a Libero or uh or Protean, where like whatever attack you use, that's the type that you turn into. Uh, some people also have this theory about that the only when you terror type that way uh, the only thing that is good against you is your own Terra type. Does that make sense? Yes. So yeah, I don't. I I have no idea what this is gonna be, but it's exciting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the direct and the Pokemon World Championship things kind of like grouped all together. Uh, I thought it was real good. I actually really enjoyed the direct. Uh, I was excited that uh, the TCG and the uh, Stadium 2 dropped uh, day of. I was excited with the, uh, you know, the DLCs look phenomenal. I'm super excited that uh, Squirtle, I've been waiting for Squirtle to come back. I was excited for Hoodoo 2, New Applin. Uh, oh, and I brought up, I brought, the reason I brought up about the bridge being very important is because there had been rumors that in one of the DLCs, 
that we were going to get uh, a little hint at what was what game was coming next, and mm-hmm. and one of the things was that we had one of the characters. You, you brought up one of the characters. His name was Dre, Dre something. I brought up one of the characters. Wait, well, you said well, you said some of the new characters look like like oh, phenomenal. Oh, yeah, the um, are you talking about? Because I know people are talking about the uh, the descendant of from, but I don't think that's the one you're talking about. Oh no, no, no! What you're talking about is the photographer, the one that's yeah. the one that is the descendant of the guy from Legends Arceus. Yeah. Uh, but there was there was rumors again that we're gonna get hints of the new game, and uh, I forget I forgot the name already, but his name and he's supposed to be like a dragon. Uh, type trainer. I think he's the head of like the the elite four there in the BB League. His name is like super similar to Drayden, which was the dra- the dragon uh, trainer from Black and White. Mm-hmm. And then one of the biggest things from Black and White in that uh, series was like the huge bridge that's oh, a, that oh. that's there in, in the in, in the world. Like there's this ginormous bridge. So Duraladon's Evo. Is a bridge. Oh, that's that's crispy. That's spicy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess this kind of means Gen Five confirmed coming next remake. Uh, whether or not it'll be like true remakes or whether they'll go the Legends route. Uh, you know, a lot of people are hope. A lot of people are hoping for one. A lot of people hoping for the other. Uh. I don't know. I think I'll be happy with either one, but if I had to prefer one, I would probably pick the, uh, a normal game. Normal. I think I, 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 I think I think you would go the other way, right? I, I would like I would like a uh, Legends. That'd be fun. I really enjoy Legends. So that's me personally. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was it for the uh, for the direct and all that. Uh, they did give out a uh, code for a Gastrodon. At the World Championships, which Gastrodon, man, he just always dominates. He always wins. This is like the fourth or fifth Gastrodon distribution that we get. But, I mean, there we go. We got that. Uh, check it out. Uh, the Mew is still available uh, for download right now. The Gastrodon. There's a Charizard event as well. I think there's still a, uh, uh, a Gimme Ghoul, right? Is it? Yes. Well, yeah. I, um, you said Gimme Ghoul? It's not Gimme Ghoul. It's uh, what's his name? Grimmsnarl. Grimmsnarl. Yeah. 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 Grimmsnarl. Five more days, I believe. Eighteen. The eighteenth is the last day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, if you're a Pokemon player, check those out. Get them before they go out. Uh, last two things I'll cover before we get into the other big one is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin game oh, yeah. officially announced, uh, and a new South Park game, South Park Snow Day, is releasing in 2024. Uh, I know Teenage Ninja Turtles has been on kind of a tear with like their Shredder game. The new movie is doing very, very well. Uh, and The Last Ronin, Ninja Turtles and The Last Ronin. I mean, I feel like that's, I feel like that would excite you. Yeah. And are, are you familiar with The Last Ronin? Uh, you know not at is. all. Not at all. So just a, just a little bit of background information. Um, I actually have the first comic too from 2018. It was originally released in 2018. And I, 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 I got ahead of myself, unfortunately. So I kind of, I know exactly what kind of goes on and stuff. I'm not going to, any spoilers, just that it features Michelangelo 
as the last Ronin. The reason it's called last Ronin is because you guessed it. The whole premise is that in this particular story, everybody else is dead. Leonardo, Donatello, and Raphael are all dead, and they were killed by. I'm not going to mention anybody, right? But Michelangelo lost his very happy-go-lucky, quirky demeanor, and it's basically a revenge story, exactly as you would if you're familiar with Ronin. You know what they're about. You know what they're like, and. The fact that we're getting a game, and the best part is, Rico, I'm hoping they go this route. One of the coolest parts is, is that the comic was only five, five, uh, five comics. It was only five. I think they're about 40 pages each. So 40, 80, 120, 160, 200. So you're talking about a 200-page comic book. I would, it would be real cool to see, and especially the dark, nitty-gritty, you know, TNT just dark world that we're going to be getting here in the last ronin which is going to which should be epic and you should be getting the entire story if done correctly and you should be getting a very top-notch action gameplay type stuff here with our main character so it it's it's going to be good i think it's going to be good especially with popularity that teenage mutant Ninja Turtles is on right now and it's just so happened that when they announced the last run i was like dang like that's cool because i just um I, I do have the first two and I've gone into it maybe like a few months ago. I just never finished it because I got ahead of myself and stuff like that. So when I saw, I was like, that is perfect. I would rather play the damn game than, than read the comic book, you know, but it's going to be a treat for those of you who, you know, are even if you're, even if you're not familiar with Ninja Turtles, it's a, it's a side story, a separate story. And it's as long as you know who the main characters are, you should, you, you do not need to know anything else because you'll be all right. Okay. That uh, that sounds awesome. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the South Park game. I know the South Park games have been hugely popular. I've never played one. I don't know if you have. I actually haven't, but I know Andrew has. I think Andrew actually played the first one, the the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole. And mm-hmm. in this case, we're getting Snow Day, which is interesting because usually the there's always a play to why it's called that. The, the Stick of Truth was just the essentially the stick that they had in part one or whatever but the fractured butthole was a play on fractured you know, butthole though you know and also was called right the the split everything that is split and there was a whole that's that was probably the core mechanic or the core uh story of the game if you would right so it's funny they just call them some snow day and it does feature what looks like cartman in a cg not in your typical um south park what is it? animation right so Their animation i don't know if that's maybe just part of what one of the parts of the gameplay that's you know there or is that something totally different so we'll see more i'm sure but i i'm pretty sure andrew might play this one. i think ricky played the first one i'm not sure if ricky ever played the second one though okay so yeah i mean they've been hugely popular so i don't know maybe maybe uh maybe i'll finally give these a go i know they're supposed to they're not supposed to be long games right yeah no they're not they're supposed to actually very interesting and fun and if, if you like south park then it's right up your alley because it's the same humor okay so the last thing i have for gaming we did drop uh overwatch season six came out on uh, the 10th so it's been out a couple days now uh i know we've played a couple couple matches together we played we've played a little bit together i played a little on my own i played a little bit with omar i've done i've done some of the story missions or i've done all the story missions actually uh, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to do more of them other than the one we played together. Uh, new hero. Uh, some new things with like updating your uh, like hero usage and stats and stuff like that. Your proficiency, I think is what they call it. Yeah. Hero proficiency. Uh, so 
first impressions? You know, it's been a couple of days. You're liking it, not liking it, living up, not sure I, yet. I'm still, I'm more positive than I am negative. More positive in the sense that I've always enjoyed the progression sense. I've always enjoyed anything that the game can offer you to its best. I, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed the with the progression. I said, oh, it's not. I've always loved progression, which I do. But they don't give me credit for the vast amount of hours that I have in Diva on this progression. So, and again, I, I didn't realize how they could do that, right? You know, how hard it might be. So I was like, okay, fine. I can start from scratch. I have no problem with that. And I'm just playing more Diva because of it. But I only got through the two story missions, just the first one. I, I well, the free one, and then the first paid one. So I haven't gone through the other two. I really, I really thought they were a lot of fun. I do, and obviously they're going to be there. So I do hope to go back and at least finish them, and then play them on the hardest difficulty and got it and kind of get get through them like that. I know Rico is probably on the same boat. I don't know if you've been any of the new ones um, on the hardest difficulty. Um, as far as the interface that's probably the interface we should have gone with the first thing and it just sucks because this is probably something that they should have started off with if they wanted to call it part two um which i wouldn't have mind the delay delay but for some reason they were just so quick with wanting to come out with overwatch 2 from the get-go when i guess a lot of people again kind of called it 1.5 1.5 and then they even said this is overwatch 2 and the the what do they call it the early access is over and i don't know what so they they're really hyping it and they're kind of really going with it so if this is the first of a more vast experience down the road i'm all for it and i think it's promising i think that's the right word here that it's very promising to see that the direction they're going in if it's going to be like this should be mostly positive the story missions were a lot of fun. I've always enjoyed just the gameplay. The new hero, Ilari or Iyadi, how how would you say it? Because she's Spanish, right? She's Spanish. Iyadi, mm-hmm. I think is what she said. Iyadi, right? Um, yeah, I think that's what she said. There's a there's a little story about her out already on on YouTube, and I think she says Iyadi. Iyadi. So, yeah, and again, I, f- I kind of figure right with the double L, and you know, we're Hispanic and stuff like that. So it kind of I was thinking that I'm pretty sure that's Iyadi or Ilari. But either way, sounds you know, I think they're both amazing names she's a lot of fun she's very simplistic not very simplistic but she's a lot of fun she's she's simple to figure out and her i don't want to say i guess skill ceiling because her healing output right now is is crazy and again i think we both agreed right that it's better that they tone down they come out op tone them down rather than we get a life weaver situation where they come out not really good because people tend to forget all about them and then they you know they keep i think life weaver's just beginning buff on buff on buff but she she was awesome i played against her i played with her and she's very impactful there you know people are are finally figuring out ways to kind of counter her more or less but just her healing output and just just like her survivability and, and or keeping others alive is, is a lot of fun too but it, for me it's mostly been positive uh I've, it's very promising seeing down the road you know where they're gonna head to so yeah i think i i don't think anything else is not on my mind but what do you think about it overall uh it, first of all anytime we have a new hero it's always super exciting again uh like you mentioned it's it, it always seems a lot better for them to tone the hero down for than for them to kind of put them like at a base level and then have to build them up. Uh, so I, I would imagine this is gonna be this is gonna be the standard going forward. We're gonna have 
not necessarily super broken heroes, but at least very, very powerful and impactful. And then they'll tone it down mm. as as like they get them in the hands of the players and see what what different play styles and things that players come up with. And they'll uh, they'll keep that thing where they keep it out of comp for two weeks and then tone it down and then boom, they release. Uh, I did get to play the new game mode. Super fun. I, I actually really like it. Flashpoint with the moving with the moving oh, yeah. capture points. Yeah, I did I you played it too? Yeah, I, I got to play a couple matches with Omar. Well, I think one match with Omar. And he actually said he really enjoyed it too because it's very dynamic. You're moving a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we played Servasa. I still haven't played New Junk City, but we played the Servasa map. That one was pretty cool. Uh, I did notice that some of the Overwatch League skins are available now with the story, with the or with the... <clears throat> kind of stuff going off with going on with Overwatch League. I'm not sure what'll happen with those skins, or if they'll just gonna make them base skins now or whatever. But uh, check them out if you like them. Nab them while they're there. Uh, <clears throat> the PVE was super fun. Uh, I can't wait to play the other two to hopefully together because, dude, the cutscenes. Oh my goodness! If you thought the first cuts the cutscene after the first one was good, you gotta watch the second two. The second two are top notch, and then it even leaves you on a cliffhanger, bro. For like the very, very last one. I'm not joking. I know I know when I was playing them, I text you, dude, we need the anime bad. <laughs> no, no, I think I sent it. Go ahead. No, I think I, I think I messaged that to you and Andrew. Like, dude, we need this anime like ASAP. Like bad, bad, bad. Yeah. So uh yeah, that's that's real fun. Uh Hero Mastery isn't out yet. Uh the player progression is cool. Again, uh it's not something super crazy, but for those carrot, for those of us that like to have like that carrot on a stick, like something to chase and not just mindlessly play, you know, you can see like, oh, look at my number, the number of diva kills I have, or the doomfist uh, kills I have with my alt or whatever, and you get to rank up and show off that like this is who I play, and this goes on your profile, and you can get, uh, I think you get titles and you get uh, uh, profile picks and stuff like that. So just yeah. a little bit more. Uh, to make your character your not your character your profile like you you know what i mean that's always super fun uh some of the skins are pretty cool too uh but yeah overall i think uh you're right on that it's a very positive outlook very exciting and uh we just need more of this mm -hmm. so i'm 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 super happy with it uh, i haven't i haven't really gotten a chance to play uh uh Iyari myself either but uh She's she's something. She's a lot of fun. You had mentioned yeah, Flashpoint, I, which I had totally forgotten. Go ahead. Yeah, dude, it was it, it's fun, but uh, yeah, it, I haven't played her, but uh, she looks crazy based on some of the stuff I've seen. Oh, dude, she's she's she she's gonna be very impactful to say the least. Even if they nerf her, and I and I, we were already talking about some ways her her pylon her the HP can be reduced because it's like you're killing a tracer stationary, but nonetheless you're killing a tracer, which you know. Um, 150 HP right now, so that can go down. Maybe the amount of or how fast it can heal you. Also, because I swear to you, like there was times where I felt like I wasn't dying because I had a Baptiste on me and and uh, Yadi, and I was just holy hell, and it, it was intense. The flashpoint, though, like you said, was very dynamic, and I actually played about five or six rounds. It is is it is an arcade, and you know I I'm one of those arcade people that people can't stand, right? But whatever. Um, <laughs> I did play a lot of rounds of that. And I, so I got to play, there was two of them, right? The new junk, what is it called? Uh, Junktown? The new, new Junktown? New Junktown. And then what's the other one? Uh, Sur Survasa. Survasa. And 
I was playing with Diva mostly. New Junk City. It's what it's, New, it's what it's called. New Junk yeah, City. New Junk City. New Junk City was and again, it's just like it's just like you would you you would, right? In your race. It's the first to, to capture three points and it's it's very dynamic in the sense that you're always moving, you're always trying to find find the enemy because the enemy can come at you in different ways, and at the same time you're trying to go and and hunt them down to try to pick them apart. You know, I mean, if you can pick off one who's trying to flank, or if you can pick off two by themselves, or the groups of three, or you can wait for them and kind of you know just have these team fights. And I think that's what I like the most about it that it forces your team to either flank right or forces your team to, to think on a whim right to think on the fly do you want to flank do you want to group up and just protect the point do you want to go out and and preemptively make sure you know that they don't come to the point and so forth or do you want to you know cap this one already spend time over here and just start picking them off as they go because the, the points are kind of spread out and they're you know they're rural spread out the other thing was that there is a lot of cover in both of these maps a lot of cover i was i was playing diva and I've never, and Rigo had mentioned it, right? For some reason, I'm playing Diva, and for whatever reason, I get I get kills off her bombs, and and that's despite the fact that you know there's times where you, you at this point you shouldn't be getting Diva bomb, but in this case, I I just do a good job, right? In these two maps, I couldn't get a Diva bomb. I I would maybe kill barely one, but because there was so much cover. I couldn't really get her ult off, which I was kind of like, dang, it's the fact that there was so much cover. But the same token, I started uh, trying other other characters. Wrecking Ball, oh man, there's just so much. If, if, you can, if you're good at like, maneuvering with Wrecking Ball and stuff like that, and as long as you have the maps memorized, like once I memorize these maps, no, I'm going to be swinging, hiding, running, you know, like, it's going to be pretty bad. <laughs> it's going to be intense. So just because of the, the amount of cover, it's going to really play into the dynamic of the of the hero uh in in the particular map so that was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it yeah it's it's super cool and it's not uh it's not so so different like like when we first got push that there was so so much to learn here you kind of learn the map and you're pretty much playing control it's just dynamic you're moving new spawns new capture points you can either everybody meet on point and we have team fights there or sometimes you run into somebody in the hall and say oh you're going to point b well let's throw down here yeah. f the point you know yeah so so it, it it's it's a lot of fun it's really really cool uh we also did get a lot of uh updates to some of the heroes which we won't go into too we really won't go into uh them but uh, it's always nice to see updates to heroes you know you get to see some a little bit more you see some a little bit less there's some people there's some heroes that are exciting to see like we haven't seen them in a while there's some other ones that like you're like oh i'm tired sick and tired of seeing bastions <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's always good to have the, those little changes there was also some uh some uh, updates to the heroes in specifically in the co-op missions uh i know may May's uh, primary fire is a lot stronger in the PvE than it is like in the normal game. It went back up to like the hundred damage, so she's super strong and like basically they all pretty much got buffed across the board. So they're a lot stronger in in PvE than they are. So it's the first time I think we have like different versions of heroes. So that's that's uh, that's pretty cool, pretty interesting to me. Mm. Uh, was a lot of bug fixes too, but uh, overall net positive, I think. For a yeah, lot of yeah. people, I know some people were not happy that they had to pay for the missions and stuff like that. But, uh, but you know, us being as big of fans as we are, of course, we we're going to get them and play them and 
experience yeah. one for, for ourselves and it'll be i've heard that the legendary runes are tough really? very very tough yeah so uh that that's gonna be quite the challenge but uh, but one that we're gonna welcome for sure yeah dude i'm just these these four and you had mentioned this is before after the fact right i spent 40 bucks because i saw the skins i saw yeah i spent 40 bucks but you know i'm getting tired of spending 40 dollars on, on every every season you know they, they do that shit about seven or eight more times rico i'm i'm, I'm out of here man i'm done <laughs> <laughs> and uh well there's over thing oh what do you think of that i know we had mentioned last time right that overwatch is, is now on steam what do you think of all the articles now especially overwatch 2 being the worst rated game on steam <laughs> i actually went i actually went and looked through a lot of the a lot of the the reviews and you can tell on top, you can see how much time people have played into it. And most of it are people that already hate the game and have like 40 minutes played, an hour played. Like these people haven't really, of course, they, they couldn't have played too much because it's only been a couple of days. But uh, I don't know, like uh, a lot of it, like some people were saying, no, like this game deserves all this hate, like F Blizzard, F Overwatch. Like I played this game since season one and I'm coming here to leave a bad review. Like. I, I don't know like i i uh i think we both have discussed this like a lot about how we enjoy the game a lot you kind of being a little bit more not that it's a surprise but you've been there since the beginning uh, i have the benefit that i have not i started a little bit later so i haven't been i don't have the hours that some of these people have that you have that stuff like that so i still enjoy the game i'm still learning so much about the game and the characters and how they interact and stuff like that uh and i i i guess also the the, the we have the benefit that we don't really know life this game you know what i mean yeah uh, so what is it even then, like 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 yeah man I, i've been i've been on this since for a long time it's it's been to this day my go-to i pick up and i haven't i haven't gotten tired of it what I'm not tired of the game itself because I can play this game and play this game and play this game and really, you know, just enjoy myself. I'm just, I'm just wary of the direction that the game is headed, and I don't want the game to. I don't want the game to die, right? So I'm being. I don't know if I'm being overly critical sometimes, but and, and not that I have the right because who the hell am I, right? But you know, I've I poured in, I've poured in a lot of time into this game, and I'm going to continue to. I I just hope they have the arbus interest i know some people like well you know maybe some maybe some of this stuff is opening their eyes that they can give us you know some quality stuff and i I, guess that's why i say promising i think it's very promising to see in the direction we're headed and i'm hoping that we either get more of this and like i said if this is the base the again bare bones of what we're getting now i we should this should be lead to a lot a bigger lot more vast universe in overwatch so that's what i'm hoping for yeah, and I think it's okay to be critical of the game, but just, uh, you know, why are you critical of the game, I think? You know, like, is it stale? Is it the same? Uh, why do you feel that way? When, for somebody to just say, like, this game sucks, it's trash. Yeah, like, game sucks, yeah. yeah like, and then, okay, like, I've always been one of those people that, like, whenever, like, they're, they're, uh, there's always this group of people that are like, oh, this is crap, this is trash, whether it comes to, like, music, TV, stuff like that. Like, okay, like, I get it. Like, there's... there Stuff can always be better. But what what do you think? What, 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 what do you... Yeah, what do you think, like, could make it better? And mm -hmm. I realize not everybody 
not everybody can form those ideas and stuff like that. So some people are just like that. But like, if you really don't like the game, don't play it. Yeah. Uh, or if you don't, if you don't like this music, don't listen to it. Uh, and so people just kind of harbor on that. But I, I do think there are things that can can go a lot better. I think one of the big positives for me is this new game mode. Uh, I hope they keep coming out with different things like that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Things. Exactly. Especially, especially if they're gonna if they're gonna kind of if they did make the decision to kind of go away from the crazy PVE stuff and push more towards the uh, you know PVP that made Overwatch you know this big success that it is. Uh, continue to expand that hopefully we get the anime uh you know more of the hero uh progression stuff and uh i don't know i don't know maybe even maybe they'll maybe someday we'll even get like uh an over an overwatch story game like i think that would be crazy like way down the line uh imagine like an overwatch rpg that'd that'd be fun And, and that's and i guess that's what i'm saying right as far as like just any any positivity going forward is going to be good for the game overall. And that even includes just an Overwatch RPG shoot, Overwatch strategy game. Imagine it's like, and I, it's just, I like strategy games, an Overwatch Warcraft, Starcraft type thing. Shoot, that'd be that'd be super intense, also. But again, I, I love the universe. I love the I love the lore. I love the world that it's built, and I'm just hoping that we have we get more season sixes and less season fives. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Because, because Very season, well said. <laughs> yeah, because season six, and again, a lot of new things. Even if they can try new things, they can, they can, and if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. Fine, right? But season five was very, very bare bones, and I was, and that's where I was just like, wow, like what? I don't know what I expected, and we finally got that magic stuff, which was a prop hunt, which I still had a lot of fun with, but like that, that should not just be a new season in itself, and say, here you go, forty days or what, sixty days and stuff. You know, a new season should be something like this where we're we're getting a bunch of new content. And whether it sticks, that's fine. Whether it doesn't, that's fine. But at least they're trying. They're trying new things. I know one of the things that I would like to see brought back, which I still haven't seen, right, is the experimental mode, which I'm sure it's going to. But experimental mode is a lot of fun just to give players a sneak peek as far as what some of the things that they want to try to do, some of the things that they're planning on doing, and kind of going about like that just to kind of give us a little taste. Because season five, man, like that, that really, that was the first time in overwatch where i felt like dang like like this felt like a not, chore yeah right. dude where i've always just had fun playing it like and and even then it felt like a chore but it's, it's super dumb because i think i got half the titles when i didn't when i wasn't even trying to i was just playing it dude <laughs> dumb, yeah. but whatever. that's what i mean like i play that game and i enjoy it so yeah and i mean if, if you're if you're not uh, content with the game like you know throw out some ideas out there you never know what uh you know you put it out on twitter it gets traction you uh, make a youtube video about it you podcast about it whatever i know one of the things i've always said is uh i'm i'm a person that i get tired of using the same thing over and over and over so even if like there's this super op tank or or uh, support or dps like i can't and I've always been that way. Back to when I used to play just Call of Duty or whatever, I can't use the same gun over and over. So me, I prioritize myself having fun more so than I do winning sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because like I want to go in there and just have a good experience. And I know some people always, their biggest gripe is like, oh, well, we don't get updates quick enough. I've always thought that even if it's just through experimental, like you brought up, uh, trying something where there is like universal buffs or nerfs, like that they throw out for like two weeks or so like that where like okay this this two week period 
all the all the projectile characters now have like increased projectile speed, increased projectile damage. So like you're not gonna see too many hit scans. You're yeah. gonna people are gonna be going into those. Uh now all shields are buffed. So then we'll go back into the shield meta for two weeks. Then like, you know, then they switch it again to like now the hit scans are all super uber powerful. So everybody's playing hit scan. Uh all the mobility characters now are like even faster. So now the game is like super speed. You know, like have a have like a like group buffs. Yeah. Not so much like tuning characters because there I think you could do it a lot more rapidly because you're not fine tuning like okay, well Genji's yeah. damage, Genji's gonna in- increase like three damage. So at each shuriken he throws three shuriken at a time. So that nets nine damage every time he throws out his shuriken. So then you know that ends up being going from this DPS to this DPS. So when he gets nanoed he does this much damage. And no, like that's too much that's that's the reason why they take their time with those things. I think if they do these like real general nerfs and buffs, I think they could come up with those things quick. Yeah, see what hits and what doesn't. And you had a, you had a mention like that in some um, what was it? In remember in comp games, and it was early on where I, it it felt like you're picking the same characters over and over, and it's kind of like, well, you can't pick so and so because it feels like throwing. Like that that's a crappy feeling to me where it's like you can't play the guy you want to because he's just not I guess I don't want to say like meta enough, he's not good enough to, yeah. to or she's not good enough. And experimental mode I think would like you mentioned give us a good indicator as far as what might work, what might not work. And I know one of the things remember a while back where we played it or Roadhog got that splash, what is it uh, the the area, the healing area when he, every time he took his thing, right? Kind of um mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah, the breather, right? Which again, it might work, it might not, you know, but at least it's an idea. They're thinking about it. How does it work? How does it not? And to be a little bit more, instead of being, like you mentioned, not, you're not fine tuning, you're being a lot more broad to, to, to at least have a, like a, 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 like a scope of which general direction you're going to go in. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And again, very promising. I'm hoping for more season sixes. I think season seven, we're supposed to get a couple of reworks going forward and which again is also a lot of fun um we'll see we'll see what happens what's it halloween halloween's next big one yeah i think so and uh maybe new new junkenstein oh, stuff and- i was gonna say yeah man i really enjoyed the other one remember the 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 queen the queen yeah so more of those and the if you bri- can get the bride's revenge right it was the bride's yeah, revenge those are fun yeah that one that one was super fun uh so yeah i mean Overwatch looking good, uh, except on Steam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that happens. That happens to a lot of games. So I mean, that's nothing new. Review bombing is is crazy, and I mean, the game does have its issues. And uh, some of those people that are that are uh, leaving some of those reviews have have a good reason. But uh, you know, I mean, just uh, let's 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 try to lift the game up for those of us that are fans and stuff like that. Let's hope that uh, they can do better. Uh, uh, it's not official yet, but all indications are that uh, Blizzard Activision is, is going to be, uh, it's just a matter of time, under the Microsoft uh, umbrella. So let's see what changes that brings to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, I, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, you've been uh, playing anything new? I know I did uh, pick up Remnant, and that's been pretty cool. But I uh, haven't finished it yet. I have not played anything new. I've, played, I've been playing Zelda, so I just... Uh... 
I'm, I'm over a hundred some hours in again. I'm trying to do everything four or five areas that I've kind of completed and stuff. And I just, I think I'm at like 75, 80, 80 shrines. So I'm more than halfway there story. I've done minimal, minimal story, just built links to story house, which is, that was actually fun. That took me two hours, three hours more than I wanted it to, but it did. <laughs> no, but still playing Zelda, taking it, taking it, my, my pace. No rush. I, I'm sure we're going to get, um, let's see, it's August, September, we're, late September, we'll get a Nintendo, a Nintendo Direct more likely, and don't be surprised if we get some a Zelda DLC announcement. That'll probably be released in December, and again, this is all just speculation, because Nintendo's, I don't want to say predictable, but they have their schedule. Yeah, well, you should drop that game and pick up Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, that's what they mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Baldur's Gate 3 is game of the year by, by far. It's, <laughs> instead of that DLC Breath of the Wild expansion. Yeah, 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess I'll wrap up with the Hero of the Week. And uh, we have quite a few Heroes of the Week this time. Uh, because uh, yesterday and over the weekend, we had some ceremonies for Hall of Fame inductees for the... Is it the Naismith, the the Basketball Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, and man, what a class it was! We had some amazing coaches, players. Uh, I don't know what they call the other wing. Uh, let's see. I think they call them Direct Elect Committee, uh, Women's Veteran Committee. Uh, in Shrinees, we got the Olympic team. We had a Contributor Committee in Shrinee, Jim Balvano. Uh, so just you know, amazing, an amazing. Uh, class and Dwayne Wade uh so yeah I mean just some of the names here I know two of them specifically are very very special to me those would be uh Gary Blair he was the coach at AM. actually won the title uh for the with the women's uh team in 2011 the same year that the Mavericks and were led by Dirk Nowitzki to me the GOAT uh you know won the title also in 2011 Gary Blair I actually got to work under him uh, for a while so he got in there uh, again I mentioned Jim Valvano uh, Greg Popovich Becky Hammond Tony Parker Paul Gasol D Wade you know just uh, what a class and that's because I'm not mentioning uh, Gene Keedy Gene Best Gene Best is the all-time winningest college basketball coach across all levels so uh, just a lot there specifically like I know uh you know, some of the other ones are a little bit uh, less known, but I know uh, Greg Popovich, Tony Parker, Pow, Dirk, and D. Wade, at least for our generation, like, huge. You know, you think Miami, you think D. Wade. You think of the Dallas Mavericks, you know, now with the more recent fans, you know, yes, Luca, but Dirk. It was Dirk for the longest yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Pau Gasol, when in that big trade to the Lakers, kind of changed everything. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, I still remember my dad telling me, Hey, I heard that we're training for this guy named Paul Gasol. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Dad, are you serious? And he's like, Yeah, is he any good? I said, Dad, that guy is a beast. Like, he's ki- he's been killing it in Memphis. He just needs to get out of Memphis. I said, If he's coming to the Lakers, Dad, you guys are instant contenders. And I, I remember he was like, Oh, okay, but we'll see. But Snumbe, he goes in and you know, uh, you know that legendary friendship with Kobe and stuff like that. You know, I I didn't get to watch uh, all of the speeches, but I know in his it, it was real special about Kobe and uh, being able to share the spotlight with his brother. Also being in the NBA, the only brothers to ever do a tip off against each other in an All Star mm-hmm. game. Uh, that was real special. You know, Tony Parker, 
kind of flies under the radar. I know we've always said like maybe he's not he's not talked about up there with all time greats, and maybe maybe he shouldn't be, but it, it still feels like for like he's underrated, right? Dude, I think okay. First of all, Paul Gasol, congratulations because he he came to the Lakers in two thousand eight. We made instant made the finals, lost, but then won the next two. Paul Gasol and, and Kobe Bryant, my my favorite player of all time, growing up loved him. Kobe, the way he talks about Kobe. All will always make Paul Gasol like up there and some one of my all time favorite players. So congrats to him. But when you mentioned Tony Parker, and I'm not a Spurs fan, and neither neither one of us are. Yeah, neither one of us are. And and, and frankly, we hate talking about it. We hate you know, just we don't like him at all. But what blows my mind, and I think I was even one of the ones who said this, or I don't remember who, why, even whatever. But when they came out with the NBA 75, I was in shock in genuine shock that the four-time NBA champion, NBA final, six-time NBA all-star, and I'm, I'm, I looked up his, his uh, accolades here, at least career highlights. This guy was just on a tear, and he didn't make the top. And I don't know what other point guard has four besides Steph Curry, right? Or just has four like that, as you know. And people had Damian Lillard up there and stuff like that. I said, if you're talking about accolades, it's, it blew my mind that Tony Parker wasn't up there in at least the NBA 75. And I was like, wow. Like, that, that was one of my... I know people talk about, like, Dwight Howard not being up there or whatever, but I said, how do you not put Tony Parker up there? Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and maybe Manu was... Uh, Manu was the consistent, but probably in the number three, but that one blew my mind. And like Rico said, maybe some of you don't put him up there. Uh, but I... I do. You hated seeing Tony Parker play. You hated seeing Tony Parker on the Spurs. You know, if Tim Duncan wasn't doing Tim Duncan things, so, hey, we should have two other guys over here and one of them named Tony Parker. Like, this guy. That, like, that blows damn my teardrop, mind. bro. That yeah, damn teardrop. Dude, it blows my mind that that this is one. I think I think he's severely underrated. I'm glad he got into the Hall of Fame and that nobody talks, like you said, nobody talks about this guy enough. And I thought it was in. I thought I, I was in shock that he didn't make the NBA seventy five, and a lot of these players did. A lot of other players did. And I was like, man, what? I guess. Yeah. And yeah. This is coming. And this is kind. This is coming from again. I'm a huge Kobe fan, Lakers guy, and like my brother is a Spurs fan. All our friends are Spurs fans, and they're annoying and stuff like that. I and so that's why I'm saying like this. This is coming from somebody who just can't stand the Spurs for that for those reasons. That Tony Parker is just something else yeah he was a beast and uh you know good for him we're happy for him uh you know uh and on top of that we have greg popovich all-time winning as coach uh 13 1360 wins with the spurs just you know there there's uh there there's just some people that just uh you think about it and you know the only way you can describe them is just excellence and that's that's pop man uh, you know, for as much as we hate seeing him across the across the bench when our when we're watching our teams play, uh, you know, just nothing but respect to the guy, and he's still he's he's still at it, man. Yeah, and he's he's going to be <laughs> at, least, at least another what three years, four years, you know. Uh, as long I, as I think I think he resigned. I think he resigned. For three yeah, or four years. three or four years, and, and obviously, I think depending on. The trajectory that Wemby takes, I think, would be a good indicator, more or less, on where Pop falls. Yeah, and then, uh, well, of course, this, the uh, I'll congratulate D Wade, and that's all I'm going to say about him because I'm still salty about uh, 2006. So, <laughs> no, I actually saw, I actually uh, really liked his outfit. Believe it or not, when uh, he got there, and they uh, presented him with their jackets, 
uh, he took off his coat and they put his his Hall of Fame jacket on top, and he was wearing like a vest slash like tank top like that was sleeveless, and I was like, whoa! Like I've seen people wear t-shirts and stuff like that, like with with jackets on top, with coats on top, and like I've always thought that looked pretty cool, uh, but I've never seen like a vest slash tank top uh, worn. I actually thought like, whoa, that that actually looks dope. Like, I would like to try that. I don't know if I could pull it off, but that looked dope. Uh, so, yeah, congrats to D-Wade. You know, another one of those that I, I hate to admit it, but, again, one of the greatest probably – I don't know who else you would put up there in shooting guards besides Kobe, uh, you know. People, people, people have him up there, like, what, number three, maybe four? I don't even know before it be, yeah. but I think – I see a lot of three for shooting guards. Yeah, top five for sure, I would say, uh, <laughs> probably up there. I, and I hate to admit it, my, my lips are burning – but uh, man, what a what a career! What a nickname, the Flash! Oh, dope. Uh, and then, plus, of course, the special one to me is Dirk. To me, still, you know, excellence, loyalty, a big guy that can shoot. I just fell in love with it. Uh, you know, won the 2011 championship. To me, I'm very biased. Yes, I admit it. But to me, still one of the best underdog uh, wins of all time. And that we had to go through so many different. Uh, teams that were great at that time and then capped off by miami's new big three with lebron wade and bosh just mm-hmm. uh phenomenal you know dirk had that flu game i still remember that play where he had that layup at the end of uh at the end of game two where uh that kind of, you know they were supposed to beat us but we came back and that's kind of what turned the series i still remember watching the watching them win that game here uh outside my dad was having some kind of get together with the coaches and uh it, it it was it was awesome. So uh, yeah, just uh, a great list. I think uh, one of the other special ones that goes under the radar a little bit is Jim Valvano. Not everybody knows him, but he was a uh, you know Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame uh, caliber. Now he was a coach for uh, was it NC State? Yeah, North Carolina State for a long time, and then kind of had a career uh, behind the camera. Mm. Uh, with as a broadcaster for ESPN, and then maybe it, it's crazy. Actually, his biggest impact might have been at the ESPYS. I don't know if you remember the Jim Valvano speech, where he kind of coined the uh, the infamous. Uh, I mean, not not the infamous, the famous. Uh, don't give up, don't ever give up. Uh, quote because uh, he was suffering from cancer mm. at the time. So uh, yeah, that that impact that he had uh, even post his coaching career just was phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, what what a class! Uh, congrats to all them. There are uh, heroes of the week. All these inductees, and no, no doubt that uh, any of them, probably to uh, a lot of people that are sports fans, basketball fans, really uh, has seen them play, has enjoyed at least one of them at some time. So uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm actually gonna leave us off with uh, one of the things that Valvano said in his speech there at the SPs, which I'm. I mean. I've heard it, I've read it so many times, but it's still just like, it hits so hard. So uh, these are his words. To me, there are three things that we should all do every day. We should do this every day of our lives. Number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is, you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, 
and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, and you're going to have something special. I mean, super powerful words from a guy that was kind of, you know, ending his, uh, at, the end, at, the, at the end of his life, you know, just uh, giving his perspective and stuff on life. Uh, so, yeah, I'll leave you with that. Marcus, you want to sign us out? Yeah, and like Rico mentioned, beautiful words. And at the end of the day, we just have to enjoy life for what it is, right? And, and enjoy every opportunity we have because it, 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 a lot of things happen. And, and it kind of got me reflecting on some of the things that we went through this past year. And it, it, some, some of it's heavy stuff. And it's just a reminder, a good reminder of just to appreciate. So, but nonetheless, uh, to end us out, don't forget, you can always go ahead and check our pre previous podcasts. Our last one was about Kaiju number eight. There was a trailer, Fantastic Four news, Obama's, President Barack Obama's Super Smash main. So if you want to know what that's all about, go ahead and feel free to give that a listen to. Very short podcast from last week. Uh, moving forward, we do have, well, we'll see if we actually do one this week, whether it's a discussion or one of our YouTube videos. If you haven't checked us out, we started putting YouTube videos a few weeks ago so if you want to check just a couple of reactions out on overwatch some of those overwatch episodes please feel free to do that also so keep it keep a lookout for future discussions and or future youtube videos that we will be will be bringing to you but other than that thank you guys for listening and you'll have a good night we'll see you